Chapter fifty seven of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M. B. in Washington State. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter fifty seven Filial Love. He who has a heart and has it properly located will not fail to love that which is good he will have no difficulty in so doing it will require neither command nor persuasion to make him do so if he proves refractory to this law of nature it is because he is not like the rest of mortals because he is inhuman and his abnormal condition is due not to nature's mistakes but to his own and no consideration under heaven will be equal to the task of instilling affection into a stone or a chunk of putty that is good which is desirable or which is the source of what is desirable god alone is absolutely good that is to say good in himself and the cause of all good created things are good in the proportion of their furnishing us with things desirable and are for that reason called relatively good they confer benefits on one and not perhaps on another when i say this or that is good i mean that it is useful to me and is productive of comfort happiness and other desirable things because we are naturally selfish our appreciation of what is good depends on what we get out of it therefore it is that a child's first best and strongest love should be for its parents for the greatest good it enjoys the thing of all others to be desired the essential condition of all else namely its existence it owes to its parents life is the boon we receive from them not only the giving but the saving in more than one instance the fostering and preserving and sustaining during long years of helplessness and the adorning of it with all the advantages we possess nor does this take into account the intimate cost the sufferings and labours the cares and anxieties the trouble and worriment that are the lot of devoted parenthood it is life spent and given for life flesh and blood substance health and comfort strength of body and peace of soul lavished with unstinted generosity out of the fullness of parental affection these are things that can never be repaid in kind they are repaid with the coin of filial piety and love or they remain dead debts failure to meet these obligations brands one a reprobate there is not in all creation bird or beast but feels and shows instinctive affection toward those to whom it owes its being he therefore who closes his heart to the promptings of filial love has the consolation of knowing that not only does he not belong to the order of human beings but he places himself outside the pale of animal nature itself and exists in a world of his own creation which no human language is able to properly qualify the love we owe to our parents is next in quality to that which we owe to god and to ourselves love has a way of identifying its object and its subject the lover and the beloved become one their interests are common their purpose alike the dutiful child therefore looks upon its parents as another self and remains indifferent to nothing that for weal or for woe affects the parent love consists in this community of feeling concern and interest when the demon of selfishness drives gratitude out of the heart and the ties of natural sympathy become strained and love begins to wane when they are snapped asunder love is dead the love of god of course primes all other love 
he who loves father or mother more than me said the saviour is not worthy of me filial love therefore must not conflict with that which we owe to god it must yield for it draws its force from the latter and has no meaning without it in normal conditions this conflict never occurs it can occur only in the event of parents overriding the law that governs their station in life to make divine love wait on the human is criminal it may and no doubt does happen that parents become unlovable beings through disregard for the moral law and because love is not a commodity that is made to order children may be found who justify on these grounds their absence of affection or even their positive hatred for such parents a drunken parent one who attacks the life virtue or reputation of his offspring is a low brute who has neither honour nor affection and whose office it is to make home a living hell such a one can hardly be loved but pity is a form of love and just as we may never despise a fallen parent just so do we owe him or her even in the depths of his or her degradation a meed of pity and commiseration there is no erring soul but may be reclaimed every soul is worth the price of its redemption and there is no unfortunate be he ever so low but deserves for the sake of his soul a tribute of sympathy and a prayer for his betterment and the child that refuses this however just the cause of his aversion offends against the law of nature of charity and of god End of chapter fifty seven